This time on Holy Ghost Notes. Okay, and um, blah, blah, blah. I don't know what else there is to say. <laughs> That's what my mom said, too. <laughs> what a rush. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, what's up, guys? This is Tim and Matt, and you're listening to the Holy Ghost Notes podcast. What's what's going on, Matt? What's new with you? That's right. That's right. Um, well, funny enough, we just tried to record this, and my <laughs> furnace turned on in full transparency, so we had to start over. So that's the most recent thing that's going on, yes. just fighting the uphill battle of right. making sure you've done everything you need to do before you start recording. Yeah. So I'm sorry, yeah. Tim. My apologies. It's, it's okay. my fault. Matt zero Tim one. Um, there's just there's just so much that you have to do, man. So much to get ready for these podcast recordings, and sometimes I forget about the dumbest thing, which is the furnace that kicks <laughs> yeah. on. And you're talking about something heartfelt. You know, I think you were about to talk about something that you know Meant impacted so you me. about Andrew's oh, yeah. episode, and all of a sudden my furnace is like. <laughs> It's like it's like yeah. uh, Home Alone when when Macaulay Culkin goes down in the basement and his and his 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 uh, wood stove furnace or coal furnace kicks on and it's like this monster scene, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's what my furnace sounds like when we when we're recording a podcast. Yeah. Any other time, it's like a soft rumble in the background, right. but yeah. when we're recording a podcast, it's like this explosive. Because everything's this so quiet, almost yeah. almost too quiet. And yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We should have kept it, but we should have kept it. It's, okay. uh, it's it's not okay. So anyway, uh, things are going really well. We we just um, <laughs> most recently with the band, we just did this thrill seeker live stream 15 year anniversary yep. show. Yeah, it was it was a lot of planning, a lot of work, and it worked. It was That's a success. Great. What was? Did you see it? I <laughs> I tried to. I oh, I couldn't watch to? it live, and then when I went back to it, it had, it expired. So I was like already. Oh, I had had my popcorn. I had my laptop in front of me, uh, and I went to the site all prepared, and and no, no, no bueno. Ah, oh, man. Yeah. Forty eight hours wasn't enough time. Forty eight hours was you. not enough time for me. Okay. But uh, one of these days, I'll, I'll I'll catch the Christmas Burns Red show. There you go. There you go. Yeah. That's coming up December twelfth. Anyway, it was fun. So if you're listening to this uh, and you missed it, you can get your tickets now to Christmas Burns Red happening yep. December 12th. Bunch of Christmas songs, bunch of ABR songs. But uh, we don't have to talk about Christmas right now. It's Thanksgiving. <laughs> right. So if you're if you're listening to this, happy uh, Thanksgiving. It's either the day before Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, or Thanksgiving came and went. Either way, happy yeah. Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's right. Happy Thanksgiving. What yeah. do you, What do you do for Thanksgiving typically? I know you have a big what do family. I do? do you all fit in one room? <laughs> <laughs> um, legally with COVID right now? No. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not. No. But but yes, we do. Okay. Um, it, there are eight of us Griner kids. Mm -hmm. And then everyone's married but me. So that doubles. And then my parents. And then there are, th I think, nine grandkids. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a group. Yeah, it's sure. a it's a banquet hall size group. Um who covers that yeah, that cooking cost and time. That <laughs> <laughs> can't be on your mom still, can it? <laughs> uh some of it for sure, but not all of it. My some people like to cook more than others and they usually pick up the slack. Okay. I I don't really love cooking all that much. Do you like cooking? Do you like spending time I cooking something up in the kitchen? I enjoy cooking. I don't enjoy cleaning. Oh yeah, it's the cleanup that's yeah. the worst part. It's like knowing, okay, I'm I'm getting this pan messy and this pan, 
and yeah. all the dishes, and it's, you know, they're not going to clean themselves, so. See, I'm okay with the cleanup part because I can see the immediate uh, result of the work I'm putting into mm. it. With with uh, with cooking, it's it's just it's a little bit more. I don't know. It's delayed gratification, and yeah. I'm just, I work so much off of a task, setting my mind to a task and doing it. You know, sure, sure. And then just getting to the end of it, and everything's you know everything's great. Yeah. So if if someone else wants to cook, I'd be happy to do the cleanup. <laughs> I just yeah. ate. I'm full. I'm feeling good. Right. Um, but Thanksgiving is is definitely a chore mm. for a family of our size. Um. On the, on the note of Thanksgiving, though, while we're talking about this, um, I don't know about you guys. I don't know about you, Tim, but 2020 has both flown by. I can remember mm. back to March when we went on tour for three days. Yeah, and also sure. at the same time, it feels like the longest year. And obviously, you know, we we don't have anything to categorically define each week, day, week, and month. Mm-hmm. We don't really have the same events and stuff. But we have we still have holidays. Right. We still have holidays. And we have Thanksgiving, which is an important time to think about the things in our life that um, that we really do have to be thankful for. Yeah. And we have a lot to be thankful for. We, really we have do. a lot to be thankful for. And I think the more that we dwell on those things that we can be thankful for, the more the the the, the fear and the uncertainty that has uh, crept into our society and into all of our minds with COVID and with the political landscape and just everything that's going on. If you can fill your body and your, your spiritual life and your emotional life um, with this idea of just being thankful for what you do have, then it will displace the things in your life that really um, aren't doing you any good. Right. And you really aren't in control of anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I think it's timely that this episode in particular comes out um, very close to Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. right? Because Andrew is just the kind of guy, uh, and you'll you'll hear this over yeah. and over again. Uh, he won't necessarily say this about himself. Uh, we won't necessarily, you know, beat this up either. But he has a lot that he could dwell on, and that would keep him down in the dumps. Mm. And he's he, he he's chosen over and over again to say, you know what? I know this terrible thing happened to me, um, but I'm going to pick myself back up. You know. Uh, right. It's up to me to do this. Yeah. And, and that comes from a place of gratitude and thankfulness. It comes from a place of saying, I'm making a decision to not dwell on the things that I could. Mm-hmm. I could, you know, I've been given this, you know, tough card, bad card, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. I have every right in the world to do that, but I'm going to actually focus my attention over here on something else. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's created this avenue for him where he has a clothing company, you know. He has new musical projects. He's fun to talk to. He's he's hilarious. He's not. Mm-hmm. It's not like a therapy session. Um, every time you talk to Andrew, which it certainly could be, man, because he's been through the mill. Oh yeah, yeah. He's just been through it all. So I I just really liked this conversation, and I only just talking about it now i'm realizing dude tim this is timely i don't know if you yeah. planned this i certainly did not i didn't but plan it nope thanksgiving week release is is cool yeah so, well yeah. between the two november episodes that we're releasing i think uh thankfulness is certainly a topic that will shine through if you haven't listened to our last episode yet check that out too it's about thankfulness <laughs> being thankful <laughs> um but yeah man i i have the same exact um thoughts about this uh, episode, you know, I mean, I've, I've heard things about Andrew prior to recording this that, you know, I I knew it wasn't going to be a down in the dumps, you know, pity party type interview. Right. Um, but, uh, the fact that this was one of the 
more fun, like jokes left and right. Uh, sure. You know, like that, that was surprising to me. It was like almost sure. the comp- like full opposite of what it could have been. Like to your yeah, point, that's you know, true. Um, this guy is not wallowing in self-pity at all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I don't know about you, but this was one of the only interviews that um, I got chills during the interview. Like I was lit, yeah. like my hair, my hair was standing up yeah. on my, on my arms, like goosebumps, Aww. you know? Um, and that's, that's special. It's rare, you know? Um, for sure. For and, sure. It, you know, part of it was the story that Andrew was telling. I'm sure you guys will know exactly what point in this interview I, I'm referring to <laughs> when we get there. Um, but it was also just, just him, his demeanor, um, you know, the way that yeah. he was, uh, talking about his experience, you know, it's, um, it's powerful. It is. And it is a great reminder for all of us, you know, especially yeah. during this time. Yeah. So, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's very timely. So, uh, I'm, I'm sure you guys will enjoy this. Uh, one thing I want to mention before we get into that, um, is if, if you are a member of our inner circle, um, thank you very much for mm-hmm. your support over the last couple months and, and this last year, it's just, it's awesome to have uh, the support of a community who believes in what we're doing. Yeah. Uh, we are using the little bit of money we have coming in to buy important things to this process, like this Sure SM7. Mm-hmm. And we try to give money away as much as we can and we pay other people to do work um, that makes this podcast better. So anyway, thank you very much. We really appreciate it. If you're interested in becoming a member, here are some things that you get. And if you're a member and you just don't know, here are the things that you have access to depending on your tier level. Um, I have a website, macronolescence.com and I have, um, every month we have a new August Burns Red song that's put up there with uh, a couple different speeds, you know, here's how to play the song. And then I have a monthly contest. We also do weekly drummer hangouts. So this last week we had Aaron Spears on, uh, we've had Luke Holland on, we've had Adam Gray on a couple times. Um, so that's really on, fun. Actually, I think, right. We've had Andrew on. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Happens every week. Um, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and uh, if you're a member, you get the Zoom info to be there. So, it's a it's a great community. It's it's pretty small. I have about uh, anywhere from 20 to 40 people that show up for that. You know, every uh, week, and it's it's a tight knit community. I pretty much know everybody there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm just starting to do course videos on the site as well. So if you're looking to learn drums or you're looking to just get out of a rut that you're in, my, my first course is going to be Grooves, mm. a Grooves course. So you'll have access to that as well. Um, some of the things that you also get, uh, Tim, how about, how about you talk about them? Because I'm just sure. going. And I have going. to pull up the website because I don't actually remember exactly <laughs> what, what everyone gets. Um, but, uh, we have a number of different tiers, as Matt mentioned, um, our single stroke tier gets you immediate access into our inner circle community, which is arguably the best thing that you can get at any tier, uh, because this community is so cool. (coughs) Um, yeah, I, I'm not just saying this, they are some of my best friends, um, and they're just the coolest people. Um, the conversations that we have, um, are very fulfilling to me. They're um, also very active. Very active, yeah. And yeah. they've actually like gotten together, like a group of them just got together in Ohio. Um, some of them drove out from PA together, and they all met up. And uh, you know, I, I wish I could have been there. Actually, <laughs> these people are so cool. Um, so shout out to all of you who who were a part of that. Um, 
But uh, yeah, so at the very first tier, if you just want to, you know, support us, be a part of what's going on, um, you get access into the community, you get um, some swag that we'll send to you uh, right off the bat, you'll get a shout out on the episode, which I'll do a couple shout outs here in a few. Um, and uh, you get listed under our supporters on the website. Um, if you go to our double stroke tier, um, you get everything in that first tier. Uh, you also get some additional merch um, and uh, an anniversary gift after a year. Uh, you also get uh, immediate access to our drum lesson library. This is separate from MGL or Matt Griner lessons. This is, um, we have uh, a number of lessons from Adam Gray uh, and a number of lessons from Jonathan Thomas. And uh, they range from beginner to advanced skill levels. Um, and you get immediate access to that if you sign up at our double tier. Uh, then at our, our triplet tier, you get immediate access to uh, Matt Griner lessons. Um, that's the big thing there. Um, you also get access into our monthly giveaways, and uh, and those have been pretty cool too. Uh, mm -hmm. HGN merch. Um, I think uh, this month we're going to be giving away something from Take Back, uh, which is Andrew's uh, company. Um, and uh, you also get a personalized thank you note from Matt and me, um, which is pretty cool. Um, it's not that cool, but it's you know it's pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> pretty <laughs> lame, then, but you get it. For those like of you that are not. crazy enough to to do the ghost note tier, uh, you get. Again, everything that's in the previous tiers, you also get a uh, pair of sticks. Um, and if you're a Ghost Note tier member for three months, you can actually come on uh, the episode for a short little interview. So yeah. um, we actually have two of you um, who have been at the Ghost Note tier for over three months. And uh, we'll be getting you on episodes pretty soon, I hope. It's great. So yeah, um, good stuff. So yeah, it's really if you're looking to to support the podcast uh, or just be involved in a way that's more than just listening, um, that's the best way to do it. Um, like Matt said, the money goes towards getting um, the uh, the gear that we need to be able to keep this going and keep raising the quality. Uh, it goes to our video editors uh, for uh, releasing these episodes on YouTube. It goes uh, towards our expenses for distribution. Uh, you know, websites cost money to maintain and manage and host. Um, you know, we have, uh, we just put out some new merch. Go check that out, shop.theholyghostnotes.com. Some hoodies and some t-shirts. Um, so it pays for all that. Um, and then we also like to just give back. So every month we give a portion of our earnings to a cause that, uh, we kind of decide on in the inner circle. Um, and uh, it's been cool because it's bigger than this podcast. It's, you know, mm -hmm. we're making a difference. So, yeah, if you're interested, check it out, patreon.com slash holyghostnotes. And if you're not interested, no worries. No pressure. What a rush. What All a right, rush. you guys ready? Yeah. Andrew from the Ghost Inside. Check yep. it out. Enjoy. Enjoy.
What's going on? This is Matt and Tim from Holy Ghost Notes, and we have a very special guest today, Andrew from The Ghost Inside. Andrew, yes, thanks yes. so much for joining us. Yeah, how we doing, boys? Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. It's a pleasure. Absolutely. It really yeah, is a I'm pleasure. Always, and it, I'm down. this was kind of yeah. last minute, like all of our podcast guests. So <laughs> yeah. thank you for making time. I know you have a lot going on. Yeah. I really I really don't. <laughs> it's 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 totally fine, yeah. <laughs> I, I honestly, yeah, I've been doing some podcasts and then Twitch stuff with people and it's been making my days much better. Something to do, like, ooh, an event today. Yeah. Like so I I enjoy it. I enjoy having chats with my buds. So Yeah, so do we. Nice. Yeah. That's cool. That's what we're so, all about. I wanna start off by talking about um your clothing brand called take back tell us about that yeah yeah so um i actually had the idea for this pre-covid um uh i just approached my one of my best friends i grew up with i've known him since i was three years old um we're both pretty big nerds about like nike and and uh like streetwear stuff uh where we're always sending each other like oh this looks sick this is cool like like we both have a, a way too many uh shoes way too many <laughs> shoes and uh we just kind of like took that and I was like, dude, I was like, why don't we both also, um, we both kind of have like a little bit of a history in Photoshop. I used to design merch for bands nice. before like my old band even did anything when we were still like a local band grinding in our our hometown, you know, yeah. I, I would design merch for, for other like bigger names. Uh, like I, like I did stuff for like Ligia and Amir and stuff. So Uh, back in like 2006 and 2007. So I have a little bit of experience there. So does Sam. He, he would do the same thing. That's my, that's my partner at tape back. And, uh, yeah, I just was like, dude, it's been years, but like, we should just start our own thing. We should do, we should do a new brand. Like we should do a clothing line. Like, like he has a nine to five job, but he, he, uh, has the time to, dabble around on photoshop and we just started talking about the the possibility of maybe doing this together and um um you know it took us a while to think of a name and um we were like well dude you know like sam is a veteran and he he got severely injured in uh in uh over in afghanistan and uh he Mm -hmm. was medically discharged and he has you know some life lifelong complications but he's still kicking and uh, you know, he's, he's got, a, he's got a bad hip and, um, he's, he was discharged, but he, uh, he's thriving now. And, and then, and then we were talking about like both of us, like I went through this, this accident, this bus crash with the band and both of us have gone through this adversity, but kind of like bounced back and we're like, mm-hmm. we're like doing our thing now. And, and he's got a family and he's just like, I'm, it's really heartwarming and it makes me happy to see because he's my best friend and then i'm i'm doing my thing and and we're just like dude we, we got to make the brand about like you know the idea behind it is like whatever terrible things happen or like how how you know how negative things may seem or dark things may seem like there's always i think a choice a personal choice within us i really believe that mm. to either you know throw a pity party about it and mm-hmm do nothing which makes which helps no one mm-hmm, and not yeah. yourself or say no like I, i'm going to i'm going to i'm going to make this right correct yourself correct correct the things you you think are wrong in your life and that's kind of where take back like take back what is rightfully yours you know like mm. take back your your life mm. um um 
you know, don't settle. You got to go out there and work for it. Nothing's going to just fall into your lap. You have to work for it. So take hmm. it back. And, and if, if that's kind of like our, 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 our idea behind it. And, um, we, that, yeah. we, yeah, we, we mix, we mix that idea as a lifestyle with like, um, our favorite things about like, you know, we like that streetwear kind of stuff like Nike and, and all that. And, uh, you know, just, uh, aesthetically we we're going for stuff like that and it's just a fun, awesome thing that we really believe in and we've been working on it all year. And then, you know, um, the, the pandemic happened and, uh, that put a real halt on everything. We had like just gotten ready to do a launch and then this happened and Jeez. when it first happened in March and all that, when it was really bad March and April, yeah. um, you know, we were, we were getting our suppliers saying like, all your stuff like is, is like manufactured in China, gets sent here, printed here, but like they're not sending stuff. So like stuff got put on hold for a while and then eventually a few months after we were going to launch the brand, we, uh, we were able to, um, get, get some, we just did kind of a pre-order thing where we had the store up for a week, you pre-order, and then we printed that stuff for you. And that was successful and that was great. And then it just kind of like, like that happened. It was looking good. We're like, let's work on the next one. We wanted to do a summer thing. And then all that stuff happened again. And it was just like, it's been tough, but, uh, Hmm. right now we have, uh, we have more samples about, I think they should be, showing up on my doorstep next week and then after that once we make sure the quality is good we're gonna put up uh put up the store again man and, that's uh, so awesome how's the response been so far it's been great dude yeah. um I, i've been trying to make sure that i do what i can even through formats like this uh, of letting people know like that it's more than just like a clothing brand that looks cool yeah. like it, it's it's truly like yeah. the idea behind it is what i think is special about it um, and I know like there's so many clothing brands that have like the positive uplifting message, but like two guys, me, myself and my buddy are two guys that are proof of what we are <laughs> preaching, yeah. you know? So, I would say yeah. so. I think yeah, you guys so have like, some credibility and people need to take a serious look at, at, you know, what it is you're trying to say based on what you've literally survived in two different ways. Yeah. Um, so how can people find out about this if they're interested? Yep. So we're, um, we're on Instagram. Uh, we're on Twitter. We we don't really haven't used the Twitter or Facebook much, but we're on both. It's just, you know, while we're we're still in the very very baby steps stages yeah. of this whole thing. Mm-hmm. So like we use we are most active on Instagram right now, and it's just at Take Back Brand, all one word, no underscores or nothing. At Take Back Brand uh, across all socials and nice. um, TakeBackBrand.com right now. The store is down because we ha- currently have nothing in stock, but once that goes back up. Um, you'll be able to purchase everything there. But for the time being, you can go to takebackbrand.com and join up on our mailing list. And uh, people that sign up for the mailing list get, like, kind of the first um, sneak peek at, like, yeah. what's going to launch, when's it going to launch. You get you get to see, like, designs before anyone else does before we post them and nice. stuff like that. So, um, yeah, that's just uh, – that's all we have going for now. And um, we're just uh, – we're, we're kind of doing what we can and working with – what's going on in the world. Okay, um, so trying, let's do this, Tim. Let's, uh, let's pick a winner for the month that this comes out. And yeah. that's, that's, uh, that's buy either a T-shirt or a hoodie or something from Take Back, and we'll gift it yeah. in whatever size they are. 100%. So Sick. we'll do that that's for this awesome. episode. Um, yep. I want to talk a little bit about um, a tour I did with Architects. 
So Sam, the vocalist for Architects, was I, love him. I was hanging out with him after a show. Love him. Um, yeah, he's my bro. I love him. He's one of the best to ever do it uh, as a vocalist and as a person. He's great. But he yeah. he said actually kind of the same thing you just said about him that you're one of his favorite people. His favorite his favorite um, people to tour with. I think is what he said. And um, you seem to have that effect on people. And so without grandstanding. I'm not grandstanding because Sam said it. I didn't. Sam did. <laughs> <laughs> right. But I would have to agree. Uh, what, what, does, what does the music industry mean to you, that, that sense of family? And when you think about someone like Sam and a band like Architects, just such a, such a, such a monster band of musicians. And, yeah. um, but then you know Sam. He's your friend, and he talks about you like that. What, what does the music industry as a whole mean to you? I think, um, I think it's... It, it's so amazing. There's so many aspects to it. Like how amazing is it to be able to travel the world to do what you love and, and kind of get paid for it or you get it paid, you get your travel at least paid for. That's enough even. Yeah. <laughs> and you get to go to all these countries and play for people. doesn't matter how many you get to do that. How many people can say that? And that's like the dream come true. But, and that's amazing and so grateful. And it's just, I mean, what are, what a rush. What a rush. Yeah. What a rush. So like, you know, being on stage, we all we know that feeling and how 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 amazing it is. But like I think what it's all about, dude, is is uh the stuff that kind of goes on with your tour mates and making those uh those friendships, those relationships and uh like becoming friends with people and some of these people become lifelong friends. Like Sam is an example of someone I talk to all the time. Uh, you know, we just, you just, you just hit it off with certain people and, yeah. and you never lose touch. And, uh, those friendships mean so much to me, man. Um, and those experiences and memories with, with people like you can't put a price on that. Isn't that just something else? It's, it's just a delight, isn't it? <laughs> Sam is, I'm, I'm so delighted in Sam. Too cool. <laughs> Too cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Too cool. That's another one. So in case you're wondering, what in the hell are these guys talking about? Um, these are all Adam phrases that he probably stole from someone else. Adam Gray from Adam Texas in July. <laughs> Adamisms. I like that. Adam, that reminds Adam, me Adam of uh, Scott Vogel from Terror. He used to have uh, things that he'd say on stage that would kind of catch on like that. And someone made yeah. a website. It was like Vogelisms.com. Oh, yeah. I don't know if it's still up or not. but It's a good word. Yeah. Adding yeah. ism to anything works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 50 phrases of adam gray yeah <laughs> yeah dot com all right what a, what a rush what a rush what a Man, rush that's just something else oh, delightful <laughs> so it's a delight you guys don't know this just happened um but uh we just spent about what was it 30 minutes trying to figure out what's <laughs> yeah. going on here had had to have been something like that yeah it was something like yeah. that but it was worth it we got to we got to got to chat a little bit off, off we script. Are, we're we're all perspiring. Andrew turned his fan back on. He was sweating so yeah, much. That's right. We got we it going. going though. That's so right. we're back. All right, here we go. Right. Tim, you got I the got question. I got the question, and it's going to sound so forced because I already asked it, and you already started answering. But <clears throat> here we go. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> so this is Matt's question, but uh, but <laughs> we both saw a kit that SJC built for you with uh, with lights inside the red acrylic drum. Um, and, uh, that's such a cool kit and it just made us think, what's your current setup look like? Does it differ from, uh, your kit setup prior to the accident? How's, you know, 
what what are you working with these days? Yeah, so it's uh, as far as like you know, the pieces. It's a it's a four piece which I've been using for I mean, seventeen years yeah. now. Just a one rack, one floor, kick and snare. Um, with that kit, the I, I always I do hi hat, crash crash, ride China, and I added a splash splash um, spiral nice. stack in there. Ooh. Just kind of wanted to experiment. Yeah. I don't ever see myself using it live for for TGI stuff because. We don't have any splash or stack parts, although maybe on the, not this new record we just did, but the next one I'll incorporate that nice, a little more yeah. because I love abusing a stack. <laughs> if you have an extra cup of coffee um, before the show, it might work its way in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but other than that, yeah, I mean, like other than uh, my my device I use to play now, it's the same. And that uh, that kit SJC did like my my kit that I use on tour, which is probably still my favorite kit. It survived the accident. Not a scratch Insane. on it, um, and I even used that for our comeback show in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. That same kit that was in the accident. So that's that's you know the band is based in it was it was in Los Angeles for years. Now that most of the bands in Las Vegas, <clears throat> that's where all our gear stays. And even growing up at home, um, uh, I never really played drums off tour because I didn't have like a mm-hmm. setup to do so. So I would always play guitar yeah. more, but. The drum, the, the so SJC was cool enough to actually they just for free made me a very bare bones like just natural birch or uh, I don't know if it was a birch or maple kit, no finish, just bare bones for me to practice on while I was recovering and doing my my rehab and my uh, my outpatient therapy at the hospital I was going to. They just made it for me, sent it to me. Jeez. And they're just like, there you go. And then and then it came time to get a kit just to squeeze into my parents' basement at yeah. home. And I was like, I want, I've want. i always wanted an, an acrylic kit. I've toured with a lot of drummers where I've watched them play, and I'm like, acrylic kits are so just loud and snappy. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I yeah. want one. So that's what I had them do, and I went with that classic ruby yeah. red. I just think it looks super nice. And uh, that other company, they're called Drumlight, uh, they hooked me up with those lights. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's exactly what you would think. It's just an LED yeah. strip you stick on the inside. You can control it with like a remote, right. one of these remotes right. that look like that, and huh. just makes it look cool, and it's just fun. And uh, other than that, yeah, the the only difference is the device that I use now, which which my dad um, came up with the idea for. That's basically what got me to play drums wow. again. So yeah. Hmm. Okay, so Andrew, you're a man of many talents. Uh, <laughs> I've been to- <laughs> I've been told that you are. Actually, Adam Gray told me this, that you're good at impersonating people. <laughs> is, this, is this true? How did this get started? What's your, what's your greatest impersonation? Oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't really know what my greatest is because I think they all suck. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, people tend to tell me that, like, how do you do that? And they're mind blown. <laughs> but, I mean, Adam, Adam probably gets more of it than anyone because uh, yeah. Adam and I, and, and usually – a mixture of a few of his close buddies play Call of Duty together over Xbox Live. I mean, when Warzone first came out from March to, like, July, I mean, we would play every single day (laughs) for hours, and it was like we were, like, hanging out every day just Mm -hmm. over over a headset. So 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 Adam and I, (laughs) I mean, there's full days where we went not talking in our normal voices (laughs) the entire time. Um, (laughs) One of them we do that I really enjoy (laughs) is 
We kind of do this like raspy, like New York voice kind of guy, like this, and uh, it's like okay, and um, blah blah blah, and like we'll just be silent, and then like Adam will die or something, and he'll go okay, <laughs> or like like his buddy Cody will come in and say something, and we'll just go okay. <laughs> that that's a super common one, but uh. Yeah, they're like kind of like we got uh, this guy's called Vinny and he talks like this. He's from New York. Uh, he's got a real raspy guy. He's from like the Bronx or Brooklyn or something like that. Uh, yeah, so um, that's that's one we do a lot. Um, a lot of people tell me I have a decent um, Australian accent. So it's just like you talk like this. You say like I was I was filming earlier in my GoPro. So they they do their long O's. It's almost like OYO. But like I so so I I exag- you've been to Australia you know I I oh, yeah. I exaggerate it but it's like oh yeah mate how you going good yeah nah yeah just gotta get you lot out it'll be fine now yeah sick he's he's a fucking legend so there's that I mean I don't know where it started when it started I've always been a fan of uh, comedy uh, heroes growing mm-hmm. up you know Adam Sandler Chris Farley uh, you know. Um, a lot of the like, you know, Jim Carrey, who's a who's an impersonation guy and body yeah. humor guy. I mean, I've just those guys. I grew up idolizing them and and uh, doing impressions at the in the lunch line in school when I was a kid and stuff. I just mm. just always it was just always a fun yeah. thing. I don't know. Uh, I I enjoy <laughs> not taking things too seriously, and I I like to make people laugh. So. Uh, Man, I, I, I do it every chance I get. <laughs> <laughs> I think that lends itself to uh, what we were talking about earlier, uh, which is, you know, why someone like Sam from Architects would talk about you like you were his best friend, even though you guys live far apart. I don't know how often you guys talk, but your sense of humor, especially if you know your story, mm. if you know what you went through, what you endured, what you overcame, I mean, it speaks right into your clothing brand. The fact that you're able to laugh your way through situations now and not live in this, to your point, self of pl- place of self-pity and, you know, woe is me. It just speaks volumes to how you can go through life dealing with adversity and still find a way to laugh about stuff. So as yeah. you're playing Call of Duty with Adam, you just gave us sort of a, a you know, window into what it would be like to be a fly on the wall. Uh, yeah. What, what are, what is, uh, well, who's better at, at the game? Adam is insane. Yeah. He's the man can do everything, dude. (laughs) Yeah. It will be, we'll be, sometimes we'll, we'll, we'll be playing like, uh, if we're playing just like multiplayer and not Warzone, cause Warzone, we're like seal team six (laughs) zoned in like enemy (laughs) left, ping him, ping him. Yep. Down left. Cool. Downed, cracked, cracked. We're like, we're like, <laughs> we're, quiet. We're, we're we're full blown yeah, like into yes. it. But uh, when we're playing, when we're doing just like multiplayer and stuff, sometimes we'll be so zoned out we're not talking, and and Adam will just come in with that voice and go, "Yeah, I have about fifty kills." So <laughs> I'll just go and look. I'll just go look at the scoreboard, and he's he's got fifty kills, and it's just like, yeah, he's he's insane. He's he's one of those guys that's just. Um, I think he's just probably good at probably anything he mm. wants to do or try and it's severely yeah. frustrating but you yeah. love <laughs> but yeah you 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 love it you love him yeah. for it and it, he's just so insanely talented yeah. you know yeah so. he really is well okay but you play drums which 
of course, everyone knows if they like the Ghost Inside or have followed your career. Mm-hmm. But you also play guitar, which I, I kind of knew. But in the shot that we had before this, when I saw a bunch of guitars in the background, and you play keys and you do some ghost writing. So talk about your musical career professionally and also how did you get started with everything musically speaking yeah so i mean i guess it has to stem back to growing up you know in in small town michigan where i was raised and uh uh my my mom and dad huge music fans and were always kind of like pounding van halen and the beatles and paul mccartney wings and uh, our heads me and my brothers as kids and um you know, I, I'm sure that's how I kind of developed a love for music, which exposed me to other things. And, you know, I grew up, um, I think it went, oh man, I could, thinking of this chronologically is pretty crazy because it's like mm-hmm. the Beatles, Van Halen, and then the next era was like I was all about hip hop in like Bone Thugs and Harmony, Dr. Dre, Snoop, Tupac, mm. Biggie. Huge, like that's a huge chunk of my life. <clears throat> then I, I got into like skateboarding uh, and skateboarding culture, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. So, like punk bands like Bad Religion, mm-hmm. Lagwagon, uh, Less Than Jake, uh, you know, No Effects, all these punk bands um, in, in the skate world, which also <clears throat> sort of that world is kind of there's a lot of punk, but there's a lot of like metal and rock and stuff. So, I, you know, I discovered Slipknot and Corn mm-hmm. and Limp Biscuit and like those like li- very late '90s, early 2000s, like kind of yeah, new metal yeah. bands mixed in there, which is like really my heart mm. and soul. Like, yeah, yeah, that's that's where I think I think bands like Slipknot and Seven Dust and and Il Nino and stuff like those those kind of bands are why I'm doing what I'm doing yeah. for sure. Huh. But that that music got me into like metalcore and actually, um, the first metalcore band I ever heard was a Christian band, and it was Zayo. And the first time I ever heard Zayo, I was like, oh, they're satanic. <laughs> you know, at, at the time, I had no idea. It was my first time hearing something that, like, with especially uh, Dan Wayden's vocals. Um, yeah. And his scream is just so crazy the whole time. With new metal, you get the screaming and, like, the catchy, hooky chorus singing. This was just straight, just... No heavy, relief. Heavy groove. And I'm just like, oh, my God, what is this? And uh, Zay, so Zayo was that first That's what band. my mom said, too. This is demonic. You're not allowed to listen to this anymore. Oh, for sure. But it really, it like, turns out it wasn't. Like, the, it was, like, the opposite. Yeah, so, um, the opposite, which is, yeah. which is wild. And and I I think uh, that's that band is what exposed me to metalcore, and that's what made me go, like, Dang, like, well, I'd say that and, you know, those those new metal bands is what, really the new metal bands is what made me go, I, I think I want to play guitar. I want to play drums. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I started playing guitar at a pretty early age. I think I was like maybe 11 or 12. Like, I got my first guitar and then uh, I kind of like played and noodled around, but I just like didn't really, I, I got bored with it or something. And then I wanted a drum kit. And I think it was about 20 years ago that my parents got me my first mm-hmm. drum kit and I would just... Mm-hmm. It was for Christmas, and I it would I would just sit in my room and uh, just try to play things uh, along to the songs with my headphones on, yeah. and uh, I did that enough to where I, that's that's how it, I I never I never took a lesson. I was never in band or anything in high school. Um, I just sort of picked everything up by ear. Drums always felt like they came just insanely natural to me from the first time I ever sat down on a friend's kit of mine, 
It just mm. felt like that's the one that makes the most sense. So throughout the years, I played both drums and guitar. And, uh, you know, eventually my my good friends I grew up with, like, one of them started playing guitar. One of them started playing bass. Oh, one of them is a singer. Like, duh, let's make a band. Yeah. By the time we're in ninth, <laughs> ninth grade, tenth grade, you know, we're... You know, little little snot nosed kids with thinking we're cool with spiky hair and baggy pants playing like corn covers and stuff at our like at our like high school get togethers yeah, yeah. and whatever. <clears throat> and that's that's where we we started that my my very first band. It's called For the Fallen Dreams, and uh, they're still actually they're still doing stuff. Hey. Um, but yeah, that's um, that's the first band, and you know we started how probably I would imagine you did with, with August mm-hmm. Burns Red. You you play like your your city, local stuff only, then you play like a few cities over and then next thing you know you're like at the other end of the state. Before you know it, you're playing in the the three states surrounding Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. You know, and then and then eventually you start to get you just keep doing that over and over and over and over. Mm-hmm. And if you're lucky to have the support at a young age, like I was, my parents fully supported it, then Eventually, you're gonna get pick up some steam, and uh, before you know it, you're like signed on a label and touring nationally, then internationally, and it's like that's it just all unfolded it like that, mm-hmm. like hmm. like over years of just doing that, and um, <clears throat> from the, from for the fallen dreams, you know, I, I uh, there came a time where I, I felt like I needed to move on, and um, I almost kind of stopped touring. Um, in general, but then I was good friends with the Ghost Inside already. We had done a few tours together, and they asked me, they they needed a drummer, and they needed they asked me to come out on tour with them, and um, knew them so well already that it was like it wasn't weird transitioning from like these guys I've lived with for the last seven years to to like hmm. these new guys. It's like I already felt like I knew yeah, them pretty well, yeah. so it was like a seamless transition. And then I was I've been with the Ghost Inside since two thousand eleven. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Crazy. Yeah. So uh Man. Yeah. Yeah. And then the rest is literally history. Mm. To your point about your parents supporting you, I think that's something we talked about a couple times with guests. We had Spears on here, we had Lucan on here. Uh a, a couple of those guys talk about, you know, their parents were a huge part of it. And it, the way you just laid it out kind of uh, strikes me today because it's my mom's birthday and I I wrote on Instagram something about like we went to the Grammys right and when we got the call about the nomination it was like the first person I called was my mom because for years your parents are the ones that are sacrificing the cars in the driveway right Mm -hmm. the noise coming from the basement (laughs) uh, the the chaos on the property I mean everything was happening at the farm and my parents put up with it all the while she's equating us with (laughs) This Zayo demonic <laughs> sound. My son is in the band that I told him not to listen yeah. to. Oh my gosh, could it get any worse? Oh yeah, now he's practicing in my house. So, talk about um, what do you think? Do you think? Let's say you're a parent one day, okay? And let's say that your son or your daughter has aspirations to do something that just doesn't fit into what you thought. <laughs> what you thought their life would maybe take shape into you know start a band go on tour like my parents definitely did not have that on their radar um right so what what do you think it takes to to be someone like your mom or your dad who's willing to say you know what i don't get this but i'm going to support it and try to help them get to where they want to be 
Man, that's that's a tough question because like where where does that come from? You know, like was it my parents' upbringing that made yeah. them want me to have everything? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, or are they just inherently like, you know, that involved and they want to be you know supportive? What makes someone not supportive? Yeah. You know what I mean? There's all these things that go into it, and it's just like. You know, for me, uh, I'm going to do exactly what my parents did. If I have a child someday, if they get into something that I just did not expect, I'm not going to I'm not going to um, tell them, no, they can't. What? There's no sense in that. Like, yeah. I think you should always support your, your children, I think, with with what they want to do, because doing the opposite is going to make them uh, probably cause you a lot of problems for one. Yeah. And they'll probably do <laughs> uh, it anyway. You know? They'll have more motivation. And they'll just do it anyway. <laughs> to do it. And then, and, and then resent you. I don't want, I wouldn't want my child to resent me. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah. I would do it and support them within reason and, you know, be a parent and, and monitor what's going on and make sure it's cool and closely look at it. But, but really, really involve, try to involve myself with what they're doing and, and, I, I would try to make sure to to do my best to get interested in what they're interested in, in as well. Mm. I think I, like I that. think I think that's where I, where I would how I would approach it. But I mean, yeah, I I don't know where it comes from. Like I don't know. <laughs> I'm very thankful. I don't know why my parents. I I did my first tour the month after I graduated high school when I was 17 in 2005. <laughs> uh, they they let me get in a van and go go yeah. tour to like I think at that time it was like we went to like Florida and back and we're gone for like two weeks yeah. and they let me go. Seventeen yeah. year old kid, like that's some some trust yeah. that they <laughs> they let me do it. And then that's what made me get the taste of the tour life and go, Oh, uh huh, I want to do mm-hmm. this. Yeah. Yeah. Like this this yeah. is what I want. So wow. Yeah, I think I, mean, I I think you hit the nail on the head with you want to become interested in what they're doing. And I think yeah. a, a few years ago I heard that if you love this is in, in regards to to marriage, if you're married, you love someone. And if they like something that you don't, you learn to love it because they do. And 100%. that stuck with me because it's like, if, if I love Tim as a friend and he's into, and he's into something that just, I could care less. I couldn't care any less about. It's like, well, I really liked him. And so because I liked him, I'm going to try to see what he likes about that thing. And I, I think we can all learn a lot from that. Mm-hmm. It's like, if you're a parent and you're listening to this and you're struggling with what your kids, you know, passionate about, um, you love your child and therefore use that, that love, uh, which is more than emotion actually. And, and, and use it to move you to action to say, I don't really get this. Like my mom and dad did and your mom and dad did. And Tim's, you, you know, your parents did as yeah. well. You're a drummer yeah. and a guitarist. Um, and use it to say, all right, I'm going to try to look into this and maybe learn to love it because my kid does, or my spouse does or whatever the, you know, the case may be. But I really like that point. Yeah. I think that's valid. I think it's, I think it's important to talk about that. And without our parents' support, we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be doing this podcast right. because I wouldn't know who you are. And right. you, could, you, you could care less about who I am. I'm just some dude that wants to do a podcast yeah. with you. Um, it, isn't it so. wild that like that, that's all because of like one choice from our parents to, 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 to like be like, I'm going to, I'm going to support them. Yeah. Yeah. And like, look, look at the path it created. Look at how many years we've been alive and what we've accomplished and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's actually really insane thinking about it like that. It is. It's, it yeah. is. It's very it's cool. It's funny that we're so, talking. Thank you, mom and dad. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, that, mom and that's, dad. That's just that's just too cool, isn't it? It's, too cool. so <laughs> it's, it's funny that we're talking about this because I, I, you know, when I found out you were going to be coming on the show, I went back and and um, 
tried <clears throat> to do a little bit of research, um, and I went back to a video that I'd seen a while back of you, I guess, at the rehab facility, getting back on the kit. And the one thing that stuck out to me this time watching back was your mom's reaction. Oh yeah. yeah, and I yeah. could tell right oh away. Gosh, yeah. Oh man, she's she supported him. <laughs> she was all about him oh, on, the, yeah. on the kit, man. And that was what she, stuck she out. She loves yeah. me. Yeah. Hi, mom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it speaks volumes, you know. Just just seeing how she reacted yeah, to you getting back on the kit was priceless. Yep, it's. I feel incredibly lucky and grateful that that I had. I've had my parents support from the from the start with this. Not everyone has that. Mm. And that's that's tough. And that's uh, right. you know, I I still think even if you don't have that support from your loved ones or your of your or your parents, you should you should just fight through it and and yeah. shoot for what you want to do. And cuz yeah. I'm a firm believer in like if you don't try, you'll never know, and that bugs me. That would yeah. bug the crap out of me to to yeah. just like, I wonder if I I could do that. Now, nah, never mind. And then just your the rest of your life, you're like, I wonder what would have happened if I would have tried that. Yeah, yep. you yeah. Know right. what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That that would drive me nuts. Yeah. You got to try. What it. a rush. What a what a, rush. What a, what Not a just rush. that. Like we we've <laughs> talked about in previous episodes. Like if if you know like what you're meant to do, um, like in Matt's case and in my case, like playing drums, playing music, being you know, enveloped in music. Uh, it's so what we need to be doing that when we're not doing it, we're just miserable people. And so we made the point, like, <laughs> right. you know, you, you you look at all the miserable people walking around these days, how many of them are just miserable because they're not doing what they're meant to be doing, you know? Yeah, that's it's a lot of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of that, I think. And, yeah, man, it's just the, that's just the, the, way, the way things work out. And... I don't know, man. I don't know what to say to to anyone who who has to kind of just, for lack of a better word, I guess, settle. Mm. You know, for mm-hmm. like their their nine to five, they don't like. I don't know what to say. I, I'm extremely grateful and privileged to have had the support and be able to do what I've done and and see the world. And I mean, this is something I tell everyone I talk to especially now, like after our accident, I mean, I, I look at life completely differently now. Mm-hmm. I, it put a lot into perspective for me because, <clears throat> I mean, my doctor said, you should have died 10 times over. Man. On paper, you should have died. Hmm. Like, you're, like it, you're, you're a medical miracle. Like, I had 51 different unique injuries to my body. I shouldn't be here. Jeez. <clears throat> Knowing that, like for example, I had a I have a spinal fusion. My my I had a a column of my spine burst. It literally, it's like a column exploding and shards of bone cut through tissue. Jeez. They went in and repaired that, and he showed me the X ray. And the, here's your spinal column. There was one little thing that was kind of to the left like that. He's oh like, my god. He's gosh. like he's like you see that right there. He's like, if that would have been l- to the left, your pinkies with more, you would have been a quadriplegic. Forever, dude. I'm lucky, dude. Oh I will take, I will take <laughs> the prosthetic leg and all that. Like I, I look at life differently now. Yeah. I, I try huh. not to try not to like uh, get worked up over small shit. I still do. I'm still working on it. It happens, but then I try to remind myself at the end of the day, like I'm just thankful to be here and 
that there's technology where I can walk and I'm breathing and I'm lucky I still get to make music. Mm. Like I, I just try not to take anything for granted anymore. That's that's one one thing I've I don't know why I went off on this tangent. No, that's how, awesome. But, hmm. Yeah, that's crazy, dude. And and there's not I mean, people in your situation could just as easily and justifiably think the complete opposite. Absolutely. Like this is this sucks. You know, I would true. understand. I got I got I dealt a shit hand. You know, but like you're taking you're taking life and you're doing everything with it. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. It's I think so that that's I think that's the choice. You get I this is another thing I talk about a lot is there's two choices when you're faced with some sort of crazy life altering thing. And the one is we we talked about earlier, one is wallow in self pity and do nothing about it. Two is never look back and figure it out. Mm. Suck mm-hmm. it up, sack up, and figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Like that's that to me is the obvious choice. Yeah. That's kinda like and that's kinda like what the clothing line idea is yeah. behind it's like that. There's sentiments of that in there and I don't know. That's just that's just what I think. But like you said, yeah, like <clears throat> you know, if what happened to me happened to someone else and they chose option one, I, I get it. Yeah. I I get it. Like and everyone, everyone copes with things their own way. And I think as long as it's not harming yourself or someone else, cope with cope with your shit your way because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's important. Um, I even think stuff like this is super helpful. Therapy, talking mm-hmm. to people, mm-hmm. yeah, I, just talking and venting to anyone. Don't you guys feel good after you do that oh, when yeah. you're having a rough time? Like, and you just. You just vent to your friend. That's why we still family. do this like, podcast. It's <laughs> amazing. Yeah, you just feel you feel yeah, great. Absolutely. I'm gonna have it. I know I'm gonna have an incredible day just after chatting with you guys. Like, yeah, yeah, just feels nice to 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 talk. Yeah, about stuff. Likewise, likewise. I'm 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 so I'm so glad to have you as a friend, and I'm so glad that you've been able to learn what you have through this experience. You know, when when everything happened, we were on on tour, and I, I was in the front lounge of the bus with JB. And, uh, you know, we heard the news and, uh, we actually weren't, weren't too far ahead of you guys. We were down there in the, in the Southwest. Oh, wow. Uh, U.S. Yeah. Yeah. Where we were just at? in Texas. I think we had just moved on from Lubbock or something. That's, that's, that's the last show we played before the accident was Lubbock. Yeah. And yes. then we had a day off going to Phoenix and that's where mm-hmm. we crossed through El Paso. We were going to have a day off in Las Cruces, New Mexico. Yeah. And then go to Phoenix that night. That's where it happened. Yeah. So yep. we were in yeah, I remember area. that. Yeah, I remember that. JB and I were in the front front lounge of the bus, and we heard the news. And I just remember <coughs> saying to JB, "Oh my God, this this is as close to home as it gets. We're traveling in the same yep. type of bus on the same roads, doing the same thing, and those are our friends. Mm-hmm. And yeah. all of a sudden, this." This sort of, we sort of, I think for a while you sort of build up this idea that what we do makes us invincible. Like we have the best drivers, you know, they're experienced, our routes are, are laid out well. And, um, but there, there are certain, certain roads in the country that everybody knows about are a little bit more dangerous than others. And they're the, they're the hot, they're the one way roads, you know, there's, there's maybe two, two lanes. Yeah, where there's two lanes. You got you got traffic this going like this. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and not to mention, we're in this gigantic long metal bus. You're like, well, we're I will be fine. It'll be a fender exactly. bender if anything happened. No. Exactly. We found out the hard way. Yeah. Like I thought the same exact thing all the years exactly. we toured in a bus. Man. Like, oh yeah, we're good. 
Yeah, so it hits so close to home. You're thinking yeah. there's 200 miles of a whole tour where you have that kind of road. You know, 200 miles, no problem. It's a it's a 15,000 mile tour, 10,000 mile tour, no problem. Yeah. Um, and so that really shattered our idea of we're invincible. Nothing can happen to us. Yeah. And um, you know, obviously we love you guys as a band. We love you guys as dudes, and uh, we're just so glad that um, you know. God was looking over everyone uh, that day. I truly believe that. I'm just so glad that you're here um, to talk about it. And we can learn a lot from, you know, from what you have to say. You're a person with the credibility to say it. Mm-hmm. More than I, I talk about things I've gone through, man, I feel like we should just go back and delete our archives. <laughs> yeah, like, right? I went through some stuff. No, I mean, I learned from it. But, um, but these are some, some serious uh, experiences that that we can all learn from. So I really appreciate you sharing it. And um, yeah, of course, man. Yeah, yeah. Just I'm just glad that we're here to have fun talking about it and sort of laugh laugh our way through it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Just what a rush. It's <laughs> what just a, something. What else. a, what a too rush. Cool, man. Too cool. <laughs> too cool. Yeah. So uh, I have a question for you. Um, you touched on it briefly for a second, but your comeback show, uh, July 13th, 2019, sold out in four minutes. Right. Uh, talk a little bit yep. about that show. Uh, I know some other band members flew in to be a part of it. Um, what was that experience like? Dude, Ooh, it was what a show. It, what a rush. <laughs> 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 oh, for real, though, it was, man. I got, yeah, some, what I, a got rush. I got some stories about this. Um, yeah, like I mean, it was like a it was like a movie, dude. Mm. It was like a Hollywood movie. Yeah. I mean, it was, uh, yeah, it, first of all, we're like, oh, I bet I bet it'll sell out in like a week or two for sure. And then it, it sold out in a few minutes and we're like, everyone thought the site was broken and our manager was like, no, that they're gone. Jeez. The tickets are gone. We're like, Whoa. How many tickets? Well, was that 8,000? That was 5,000 because 5, it was 000. inside. So we're like, let's do more. <laughs> yeah. And we, we, instead of inside the shrine, we moved it to the parking lot outside, which added 3,000 more tickets. That's right. Those 3,000 tickets sold the next whatever few days. I forget how many days after we put those tickets up, but those sold out in a few minutes as well. Jeez. So it was, it was I think it was around 8,000 people that showed up. My in, gosh. And uh, <clears throat> in this big parking lot. So it basically looked, I mean, it looked like Warp Tour, you know? It was yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah. It was like that. For setup. you guys. Yeah, it was just in a big <laughs> parking lot like Warp Tour was and like our merch off to the side and had the whole thing and. Uh, I mean the production. We this was the first time our band got to do pyro and uh, you know sparks and yeah. whatever crazy huge <laughs> rock star lighting rig and and all this crazy stuff and um you know we it took a long time to figure out hi doggy it took a long time yeah. to fi- <laughs> to figure out the drums and and like I said you know the device was was the first step and then uh, you know. Um, getting those triggers, I think the triggers I use are a Russian company called Trigmic, mm. and Matt. And have you guys either both drummers? Have you seen like laser trigger system? I've uh-uh. seen it, never used one. So Trick has one where the laser I think points at the side of a pedal, and there's this. I I don't know exactly how this works, but Trigmics, it's like uh, you know, it's like a little a little box like this, mm-hmm. and. It looks like a D drum trigger, and it clips onto the top of your kick. Yeah. But from here, there's these two notches, these two nozzles with a laser pointing out of each. Mm. And uh-huh. the top, the top of your beaters have this reflective tape that's that 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 the laser sensor. So once it 
once the laser beam, you see a red dot on this tape, it passes this threshold, it goes. Okay. Uh So you could literally tap like this, and that's. Yeah. <laughs> right and, and so, so right and like for me that was pretty that was pretty essential that's your best impersonation dude your best <laughs> impersonation yeah, is a kick drum trigger right <laughs> with just a little tiny flick so yeah like <laughs> that was that was uh essential for me yeah. because um i i wasn't able to acoustically get as much power as my as my left, my actual leg. I, I, until I lost my leg, I didn't realize how much of kick drums are ankle. Mm. Huh. All the dexterity and everything is your ankle. Huh. Not having an ankle makes it very difficult. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and I only have, you know, a little, a little bit of limb left. So, like, I can't, just can't dig into a kick drum acoustically like I can on my left. So I was like, it's going to sound like, weak and then loud and I, that sucks like so i found these triggers that solved that problem for me mm. that makes i'm still playing those notes and it's getting equal velocity yeah mm. uh, out through front of house so that that fixed that so man that's cool we, yeah so we we had practices it was very very nerve-wracking we had a lot of technical difficulties in the week practice before that show we were like are we gonna be able to do this should we cancel it what's going on here so uh, yeah i can only imagine you have all these tickets sold all this anticipation i can't wait to see you guys play this is going to be so sick so emotional and you guys are like shoot we have to learn these songs yeah we had after this traumatizing experience yeah yeah Yeah. and And then how are we going to do this yeah we just we just uh we just relentlessly practiced for like two weeks before, and then, yeah, by the end of the last practice, we're like, "Oh, we're fine. We're good. Like, let's <laughs> yeah. let's rip a gig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. finally." Yeah, so yeah. then, you know, the whole day of the show, I wake up and I'm like, <laughs> I'm just like so nervous. My gr- I had I was lucky enough to have my girlfriend there, and she was so incredible and supportive and like calmed me down and. And like brought me back to earth and was like just essential in, in keeping me calm. Plus huh. my family and all my friends were there and it was a disaster. I even, f- I flew Adam out for it mm. and I, and I saw him for maybe a minute and 35 seconds <laughs> Jeez. because <Yeah. laughs> it was, it was crazy. There was too many people backstage to see and every, everyone there like was, 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 People flew out from home that I hadn't seen in 15 years. Like, yeah. unbelievable. Like, and I couldn't see anyone. So, like, or I couldn't see everyone possibly. So, like, just after all that, the anticipation, yeah, we did have some 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 friends fly out. We had Cody from Wage War, and we had uh, we had this wildlife, and we had Tom and Jesse from Straight from the Path and Stick to Your Guns. Did Jake fly out for that? I, f- I feel like Jake flew out. Man, Maybe been, it feels like I, it's been a long time. I I feel like Jake might have flown out for it, but I'm I'm not sure of that. But, it's po- but either way, there were a lot of people that flew out. They were supportive yeah, and yeah, it's just possible. so excited like, to see you. Yeah, like a day to remember were on tour and like had a they were in Canada, had a day off, used that day off to fly to Los Angeles, came to the show and then flew back to their Jeez. tour just just to see it. Yeah. Like we we there so Jake Jake may have been there and I may have not seen him and not even known it because there was just so there was too many people to like see and thank Jeez. and say hi. Yeah. But that whole the whole, you know, it was t- the the sun went down and it was it was 
the PA music was going. We were getting ready to go on, and we all are just in our trailer, oh. like crying and hugging. And Man. I had this moment with my dad where, like, he he was like standing across the parking lot, and he just looked at me, and I looked at him. We both just start crying, like we just felt this crazy thing, and mm. and then you know <clears throat> I have this crazy memory of. Uh, Jim, our bass player, like kind of curated the playlist on Spotify for the PA music yeah. that was going to play before the song. He's like, everyone, like our our tour manager came up and was like, okay, Bohemian Rhapsody is going to play, and then you guys are going on. So when you hear Bohemian Rhapsody, like it's time to get up on stage, prepare all this. I have to go up there before everyone take off my leg because I play without my prosthetic leg on. So I had to go up on stage, sit down. We have a kabuki drop, so no one can see me up there yet, and I'm. I have to go up there and make sure I'm good to go. <clears throat> so I'm up there. This is <sighs> I wish I wish I could give you some sort of visual, but through through this big banner on the front of the stage, I can see 8,000 people and they're all singing along to Bohemian Rhapsody. And I'm just looking up like like just taking deep breaths and I look at my band on the side and they're all just like I'm getting chills just just I'm getting about chills it, dude. hearing it from you, man. And it was just like when that song playing in the background, it was just like this epic ass moment, dude. It's yeah. like <laughs> I'll never forget that. And then the sample started, our intro started, and we there there we go. After after a two block of two songs, I was like, oh yeah, this is my job. Jeez, no big deal. This is uh, what what was I worried about? This is what I do. Yeah, crazy. Dang. Yeah, it was it was unreal, man. So it was dark. It was dark out, right? Yeah, it was like nine, nine or ten or something like that. When we I so think we people probably had park. like their lighters up or their phones. They're taking videos. So you're seeing some lights. Yep. Out yep. In the crowd yep. as well. And the and the way the shrine's set up too. What a cool venue. It looks kind of like a palace if mm-hmm. you could imagine like the almost like Hershey Kiss looking tops with like the needles coming yeah. up like a oh and, okay uh, and p- palm trees lining it. So there was and the, with the lighting, it just looked. I was like, this is a dream right now. This is insane. What a rush. <laughs> what a yeah, too cool. cool. Man, I just I just can't imagine what it would have been like to sit there and see eight thousand people through a curtain that's one sided uh, that you can see through. It's like a one way mirror. It's it's just it's so unbelievable to think about everything you guys went through and then there you are sitting at your kit after all of it, getting ready to play, and then Two songs later, you're like, oh, yeah, I got this. Yeah. I, like, I, I totally get that feeling when you feel like you can't do something and then you start doing what you were born to do and you're like, oh, yeah, no problem. Why did I Dude. ever doubt myself? Oh, man, it was like the most weight you could possibly think of lifted off my shoulders after those, after we played, we played Avalanche and Unspoken back to back and then like, stop, Vigil starts talking, the crowd's doing their thing, I'm swigging water, I'm like, yeah, I'm just at work again. <laughs> That's it, and then all just all this all this weight, like uh, the 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 prior three four years of like uncertainty and what ifs and like I don't want to do this. No, I wanted all that stuff gone, Mm. and Mm. like proved we proved to ourselves that we can do it, and to whatever capacity we're able to, you know. And uh, we ended up playing again right before COVID earlier this year. It was j- mid January. We got, we, we went back to Australia. That's like our, it's a long home away from home. So like we got, <laughs> just flew over the end. Yeah. Like we, we absolutely love it there. And, and we played a, 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 a show about probably about the same size as our show and 
headlined all over all over all these like insanely talented great bands that are all of our our peers like architects did one day and then we did the next and all of our all of our homies were there and that was awesome and um now you know we had we had i think like three or four shows we were supposed to play this year that all got all got rescheduled till next year who knows I, mm-hmm. It could be 2022 or what I don't know what, what's going to happen, mm-hmm. but yeah. but for now the format we're going with that works for us is doing these kind of like one off. Yeah, we're only going to play like a couple times a year, maybe because yeah. full blown touring, um, the logistics behind it with like the accommodations. We all it's not even just me too. Some of the other guys that were badly injured, like we all need these kind of specific accommodations, mm-hmm. and the logistics behind it is kind of a nightmare. I would like mm. to try it someday, um, mm. if if the other guys were willing to to go on a full tour again, I'd love mm-hmm. to try. And yeah. I'm not saying yes or no to that. So we just right. we're just going to keep doing what we're doing right now this way, and and see where we go from there. So yeah. what what can um, if people are listening to this and and maybe they don't know too much about you, what what can they look up online on Instagram, who can they follow? What can they follow? What can they listen to, to sort of catch up on what you're up to these days? Oh yeah. So we actually, that's a good question. We just did this, um, this podcast, this series, and it's five episodes. Uh, It's called, it's called defiance. And, um, this guy, Peter McCormick from the UK, really, really good dude. He, uh, he approached us, approached us. I think it was like maybe April or May. Okay. And, you know, he did a individual kind of this setup with every one of us, members of our family, friends of the band, and made this audio documentary via podcast with like, huh. it's like scored with music and there's, it's, hmm. it's put together like insanely well. So if you look up Defiance podcast, I think it's defiance.news instead of .com. You can okay. go and find it, and it's called 1,333 1333 Days, The Incredible Story of the Ghost Inside, and I believe it's five episodes, hmm. and um, <clears throat> that that is probably the, the spot at the moment to go if you want to, if you're curious about our story and ha- and don't know much about it, I would I would recommend going and listening to that. Um, you're going to find okay. out a lot uh, on there. Yeah. What's the significance behind 1333. That is the the number of days from the day of the crash to the day of the show at the shrine. Okay, one thousand three hundred thirty three days. Wow. Yeah. Man, that's also check that uh, out. That's that's definitely going to be worth a listen if if you're not familiar with what we're talking about, what we have been talking about the past twenty minutes. Yeah. Yep. That's also the uh, that's the first that's the opening track on on our new record. Um, It's just called thirteen thirty three. And that's the amount of days from the crash to the shrine. And our record, this was actually uh, some of the other guys' ideas, was to start the record with just drums. So I st- the, the, our record starts with you hear me kind of sitting down at the kit. You hear me like chick the hi-hat. You hear the click of me picking up sticks. And then it's just this like kind of kind of beat to start the record and everyone's like dude how powerful would it be to start the record with like you know and andrew's back playing drums again i was like we're back cool? that's, that's a cool idea that's so cool and and to call it that, that is a cool idea how many days yeah just just really cool our, our new record came out uh june 5th and 
so insanely proud of it. Uh, it's I know every band says this about their new record, but it is by far my favorite Ghost Inside record. And yeah, it's I know it's difficult times in the world right now, so not as many people are focused on music, rightfully so. But if you have time and you want a little bit of release and you enjoy heavy music or music in general, go check it out. Just Ghost Inside, self-titled. Yeah. It's out now. That's great. And your Definitely. Instagram is at Andrew. It's, oh, I'm uh, sorry, at Ilgrip. Ilgrip, yep. Yes, that's it. I was yeah. I was thinking name basis here, but that's that's not correct. I L L G R I P. Uh, it's a great follow. Tim actually just started following him, so you I won't be too far behind. You got a new follower. That's just, that just too cool. <laughs> awesome, dude. Well, thank you so much for for coming on the show and and for sharing everything like you did. Um, I got chills numerous times. Yeah, so, me too. So thank you for that. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, everybody, check out uh, check out Andrew on Instagram. Check out the Ghost Inside, and make sure you check out uh, Take Back uh, Clothing. Right, check, uh, Take Back Brand. Yes. Take Back Brand. Yep. Yeah, and I, awesome. I appreciate it. Thanks for guys. Thank you guys for having me on. I love I love doing this. I'm down to come back whenever you want. Just say the word. Sweet. I'm all about it. I I'll love it. Up on that. I love it. I think <laughs> um, I think we have a lot to learn from you. I I know I do, and I I know our listeners will get a lot out of this. So thank you so much for your time, yeah. dude. No problem. Love to do it. Just, isn't that just something else? It really is. <laughs> <laughs> what a rush. Uh, what a rush. I hope Adam listens to this. <laughs> too cool. That's just too cool. What a rush. Delightful. <laughs> I, think I, lo- I think I like that. Peace. <laughs> uh, All right. Later. Okay, great. Thank you so much, Andrew, for coming on Holy Ghost Notes. Mm, yeah. It really was special having you on here. Um, as we said before in the lead up to this episode, it is very timely that we had someone like you, someone like Andrew, someone that has been thrown into the fire. We, we've talked about that a lot on this podcast. Someone someone who has endured a lot of hardship, you know, and, and um, has a decision to make. And maybe you're in a position like that in your life where you're going through something difficult and you're really not sure what to do with um, the car that you've been dealt. Um, there's only so much that I can say. There's only so much that the people around you can say. At the end of the day, uh, when you're laying in bed, when you're sitting alone, when you're you know working through these things, uh, it, it's, it's, it's going to be a, ultimately a decision that is up to you to make, uh, mm-hmm. a decision where you have to say to yourself, um, am I going to sort of wallow in this for the rest of my life. Uh, I, I, I have reason to, I have reason to, this is not fair and this is tough. Or am I going to say, you know what? Um, this difficulty happened, this challenge faced me and I'm going to face it straight back. I'm going to stare it down. I'm going to put my head, head down and I'm going to, uh, just take one step. And, you know, one thing as I was thinking about this, uh, this episode is, um, sometimes the only thing that we can do is just do the next right thing. And I, Mm. I think funny enough, that's a frozen two line, 
But man, <laughs> just as, a, as not, a kid, I'm not going to be the first to admit it. But yeah, as a kid, <laughs> you're hearing that, and it's just like it's a song that you're going to sing as a little four, five, six year old. Yeah. But I, I took my niece to go see that movie, mm-hmm. and um, I don't know. I guess it stuck with me. But either way, it's just a great way to say it. Just it sometimes is. all you can do is do the next right thing, make mm-hmm. the next move, no matter how small it is. And I think Andrew did enough of, he made enough of those small moves over time that it's so noticeable. But in the moment, it's probably not the most noticeable thing to see someone mm. like that um, making a little move in the right direction, making the next right step, taking the next right step. Uh, but but over time, it's 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 compounded into this, this big decision that you've made ultimately to say, you know what, I'm going to pick myself up and do mm-hmm. what I can and make yeah, the most of right. this. And so we just really appreciate Andrew coming on here and sharing his story. And um, what a rush, man. What it was rush. delightful. <laughs> Truly. <a> delight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. I, I can't say it better than you did. Um, that was a perfect summary of what this was. Um, I, I love when uh, I finish out an interview and feel like I've gained a friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what this conversation was, and uh, it was special. I'm always going to remember it. Um, and uh, yeah, guys, go check him out. Uh, you know, he's got a, a an incredible clothing company, Take Back Clothing, and um, so go check that out. Uh, show him some love, give him some support. And if you haven't seen uh, some of the videos, or you know, I mean, if you haven't seen the Ghost Inside, go check them out. But uh, yeah. if you haven't seen some of the videos around his, you know, recovery. Mm-hmm. Um, they're pretty inspirational as well, so go go check those out too. Um, yeah, I don't know what else there is to say. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Andrew. We love you. Yeah, ya. thank you. Thanks for coming on, man. So I guess uh, finishing this out, uh, I'm just going to go through the the typical stuff. You know, um, if you're on Instagram or Facebook, social media, give us a follow at Holy Ghost Notes. We do a um, a groove of the week every week. So use the hashtag, hashtag Holy Ghost Notes on your drum videos uh, for a chance to be featured. And um, if you have any questions or concerns or thoughts, um, hit us up, Matt and Tim at theholyghostnotes.com. Uh, a number of you have been doing it, and I've been uh, been loving the, uh, the comments and the thoughts that you've been giving. It's been awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, additionally, if uh, you're looking for some uh, some more resources or continued conversation, uh, check out our blog up on theholyghostnotes.com. It's called uh, Peace Devotionals um, or Peace Devotions, something like that. Um, and we're, we've been going through the Book of Mark, and it's been pretty cool. So check that out if you're interested. Um, and I have a couple new shout-outs to do real quick for our, uh, for our Patreon. Inner Circle. So, that's right. Welcome to the Inner Circle to uh, Darius Glass and Andy Dodd. Um, thank you guys for your support. Welcome to the Inner Circle. It's really good to have you here. So, Absolutely. Um, thank you, all of you that check this podcast out, check this episode out. Mm-hmm. Uh, as Tim said, follow Andrew. And um, happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy happy Thanksgiving. it with friends and That's family right. and be safe. We yeah. love you guys. We love you. What time is it, Matt? Well, I'd have to say it's probably that time. That time. Mm. You ready? I'm ready. Peace. Peace. <laughs>